This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hey, hey, listener. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Carpenter, and I am so grateful you are here. I am actually recording this episode on a Saturday evening. I know life is very, very exciting when we're in our late 40s. And reflecting on the week, because tomorrow I'm boarding a plane to San Diego to support one of my colleagues, Janelle Copeland. Uh, run her in real life retreat for a group of amazing, phenomenal, spectacular bakers. And if you had told me that I would be hanging out with a bunch of bakers and all the things that go along with baking amazing cupcakes, cakes, treats, cookies, you name it, I would have told you you were crazy pants. Uh, But it has been such a joy and pleasure to support these ladies in their growth and to stand alongside my good friend Janelle from The Cake Mamas, because you may or may not know, I am obsessed with baking shows. If there's a baking show on, Cake Wars, Cupcake Wars, Halloween Gingerbread Wars, I will find it and I will watch it. I, however... I'm not a baker, and I don't think I will ever live down the time that I tried to make sugar cookies without sugar, because, you know, healthy lifestyle and all. So that is what is on the agenda. I also just celebrated last week my 47th birthday, which is pretty mind-blowing to me. And it's so interesting because when I turned 30, I remember thinking, God, I'm not where I want to be. And now at 47, I can look back at my 30-year-old self and just think, why did you even think you should be anywhere other than you where you were? Because it really does take time to kind of find our way back to ourselves. You know, if you're tuning into this podcast, I'm sure you're realizing that you have spent years, um, you know, with self-induced store like struggles and suffering and stories that you've picked up along the way. And hopefully if you listened to last week's episode number 45 on shame versus guilt, you're really unpacking some stories and realizing how many things are driving your behaviors that you didn't even realize, how many stories are driving your behaviors and how much you're getting lost in your emotions and let your letting your emotions dictate how you're showing up in the world. So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about one of the pillars of full frontal living, which is emotional fluency and emotional resiliency. So if you're unfamiliar with the pillars of full frontal living, I talk about full frontal living is all about your best possible 
physical and emotional well-being. So this is looking at nutrition because what we put in our bodies is either poison or medicine. So taking care of how we're fueling our bodies, how we're eating, if we really understand how to nourish ourselves from the inside out. I talk about emotional fluency and resiliency. I talk about connection because one of the reasons you're tuning in is to learn how to have a better connected relationship with yourself. You may be realizing that you're really disconnected from your life and even like who you are and what you want and what you need. These are the conversations I have with my clients all the time. And then the last pillar is all about rest and play because so many of my clients have forgotten what it is they even like to do. What is fun for them? What lights them up? Um, You know, the things that they used to love doing before you know, they had to grow up and show up and it got serious and it became about chasing degrees and accomplishments and doing all the things. And of course, woven into all of this, we talk about behaviors, addictions, and really how we're numbing out. So today I really wanted to talk about the power of discomfort. And I wanted to to share some stories with you and What's going to happen pretty quickly here on the podcast is I'm going to be releasing some bonus episodes that I've recorded with clients that I'm working with, previous clients that I'm working with, because I am such a believer in the power of storytelling. And as much as I can share with you my experience, and I know so many of you get inspiration from that, a lot of you may look at me and think, yeah, but Lisa, you got it all figured out now. And the truth is, I do not I am in it with you guys. So even though I'm a master coach, I've been doing this for almost two decades coaching, I still have my own stuff. But the way I like to look at it is there's less layers of the onion to be peeled back. So the more you stay in this work, the more you commit to self-development. And this is more than just reading books because you can read books till the cows come home, but you're only going to absorb what you're able to to absorb because your ego, that part of you that wants to keep you safe is not interested in giving up your limiting beliefs. So just reading self-help books and even being in group programs can only get you so far. I'm a big believer that eventually we have to really step into taking responsibility for ourselves by working one-to-one with a coach. And that was part of my journey. I went from you know group therapy to hiring one-to-one coaches being in coaching programs, but I have not, not had a coach by my side now for probably at least six years. And that's something I'm really proud of. It's not something that I need. It's something that I choose to have in my life because it makes me a better human and it supports my growth. And I personally believe, because one of my values is integrity, how can I be in the trenches holding my clients' feet to the fire, asking tough questions if I'm not willing to be in the ring and do the work myself? Because it's easy to sit comfortably in the position of coach and leader, but let me tell you, when you are on the other side of the receiving end of doing this work, it doesn't always feel good. It's not sunshine and rainbows, which is what I wanted to talk about. So I want to share a story with you from this previous week. And I really thought, you know, is this really smart to share? Are people going to start, you know, that whole 
even I get it. Like, are people going to judge me and think that I'm, you know, not really great at what I do because I still get nervous, which is so not true. (laughs) I'm allowed to get nervous about things just like everybody else. So this week I had the opportunity, um, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll, you'll know when I, I'm one of the senior coaches inside Jim Fortin's transformational coaching program. And the reason I adore that program so much is because he's really created everything that I would create if I was going to create a, a big group program like that. So the fact that I get to be in there as a coach and serve at my highest level and do the work I love is it's just it's such heart-centered work for me. I can't even begin to explain to you what that is like. And I've been with Jim now. I've been mentoring with Jim probably for, gosh, a year, give or take, maybe even over a year. So this past Monday, he reached out and asked if I felt 100% confident to take over the coaching call on Tuesday. So on Tuesdays, we do live coaching calls inside TCP. And Jim normally leads them, and the coaches are in the chat supporting our our members with making sure that they're well taken care of and questions are answered and they're being guided. But this was an opportunity for me to actually lead the coaching session. This is a big deal for me, and I'll tell you why. I would take failing grades in school instead of standing up and speaking in front of the class. Public speaking, for most of us, is terrifying. But for me, it went even deeper. It was about believing that I didn't have anything important to say and that nobody would care what I said and that somebody would tell me I didn't know what I was talking about and to kind of sit down and shut up. Now, where did this story come from? Well, growing up, I asked a lot of questions. I probably drove my parents crazy. And my dad, a lot of times I heard back from him, you know, because I said so, right? So when you hear because I said so all the time, you learn that what you have to say isn't being received. Nobody cares what you're saying. So there's no point in saying anything. So this is where I picked up this belief. And it's followed me around for years and years. But I've been doing the work to quiet that voice, the one that says, it's not safe for you to do this. And I remember one of the first times I taught my EAT program way back in the day when I was still in my bricks and mortar studio, the first time I was having like five or 10 people come to this class and I was a basket case. I was so nervous. What was I going to say? And, you know, my coach at the time really walked me into healing that relationship with that little girl because you know it's that eight our eight-year-old self or our six-year-old self that is you know we've grown up but that part of us that learned at that young age that it's not safe is can literally have a tantrum and stop us dead in our tracks so in order for me let me back this up a little bit to help you understand We all have different voices in our heads. So if you've ever seen that movie Inside Out, there's, you know, sad and angry and there's joy and there are all these little characters. And I really love that movie because we all have voices in our head. We have a critic. We have a cheerleader. You might have a bully. I've got, you know, this really powerful masculine energy that likes to take over and run the show. 
um, I've got that nurturing part of me as well. And I also have this kind of scared little girl who feels insecure, doesn't feel like it's safe for her to have a voice. So because I, I, in my head, give all these voices, I kind of name them. I give them characters. And what that does is it helps to separate my thoughts from me. So we are not our thoughts. We are the thinker of our thoughts. But by giving them characters, by giving them names, by knowing, like, so, oh, okay, that is that scared little girl. I recognize this voice. I know where that energy is coming from. It helps me to manage and navigate what's going on for me. And this is what has happened through the years of me doing this work. So I've worked on really healing this this part of me that is terrified to speak up. Because obviously for what I do, I'm teaching, I'm coaching all the time. And I've run my own group programs as well where I've been teaching in front of larger audiences. So this has been going on for years now. I've been expanding. I learned how to get comfortable on video. Obviously to do this podcast, I had to get comfortable with just hitting record and going. So what you are seeing when you see me on Instagram or when you're listening to me on the podcast is a result of doing this work and being in the discomfort of saying, I acknowledge that you are afraid, speaking to that little girl. I acknowledge that you are afraid, but it's safe. It's safe for us to have a voice. Like, we're all grown up. I got you. You got nothing to be afraid of. So fast forward to this past Monday when my mentor asked me if I could lead the TCP coaching call. This is a large group. I believe we have just under 500 students in this round of TCP, and generally on the calls, we have roughly about 300 or so people. We hadn't told anybody in advance that Jim wouldn't be making the call because it was still kind of, you know, on the edge. He's vacationing with his family. He's in a house that's loud. There's stuff going on. He's feeling a little bit under the weather for a variety of reasons. So we just didn't know. So I took the call. So I decided, yes, I'm going to take the call. And I felt that, you know, that initial, oh, like when you're just about to take the dip, if you've ever been on a roller coaster, that first dip over the hump where you like catch your breath. And I said yes before I could say no. Because when we ask the universe to bring us what we want, when we're doing this work and opportunities show up, we have to have the courage to lean in. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to have a little bit of doubt. So I said, yes. And I thought, wow, how amazing that I'm going to get to do this on my birthday. So next morning comes and I could feel myself when I woke up that I was nervous. And I said, okay, what do I need to do to take care of myself today? Took myself to the gym. I had an amazing workout. I came home. I had breakfast. I did a little meditation. I had a shower. And the whole time I was very aware of that part of me that wanted to freak out. Okay. Now, this is where being in the work and staying in the discomfort is so powerful. Because I had a choice. I could stroke that suffering, meaning I could give that little part of me all my attention. I could start reaching out to colleagues and saying, oh my God, can I do this? Freaking out. I could have gotten my energy all, you know, jacked up and nervous and back into that old identity. 
of this girl who was afraid to put herself out there. But instead, I stayed with the discomfort of saying, I'm okay. We're going to be okay. This is what I do. This is what I do every single day. It doesn't matter if I'm talking to somebody one-to-one. It doesn't matter if I'm talking on the podcast. And it doesn't matter if I'm in front of 300 or 500 or 200 people. This is what I do. This is what it means to stay in the discomfort. We're willing to do the things that scare us, that don't always feel good. Because on the other side of it, the transformation we see is worth it. So this work, this willingness to be with the discomfort of that little girl tugging on my leg saying, God, what are you doing? Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. It's okay. I acknowledged how I was feeling. And then I dismissed her. I said, we're fine. We're totally fine. And I hopped on that call and I was nervous. And that's okay because when we do something for the first time, it's totally normal to be nervous. It's totally normal to be a little bit afraid. It's totally normal to be excited. This is life, right? When we're doing something we've never done before. And it was amazing. I dropped into the pocket, did my little preamble, and then got into coaching and forgot that There were, I don't know how many eyeballs on me watching and listening because it didn't matter. What mattered was that I showed up to serve that person in front of me and to serve everybody in that room so that they could get the transformation that they needed. It was about trusting myself that the message was going to come through me and land for whoever needed to hear that message. And when I'm coaching one person, I'm coaching everybody because we're not all like we're not these unique special snowflakes like we think we're so special and we're so different and our stories are so unique they're not we're all struggling with worthiness and enoughness and feeling insignificant and wondering if we're going to belong and you know are we loved all these things and feeling safe we all struggle with the same things But this is the power of discomfort. This is the power of staying with this transformational work and why it's worth it. Because if you do nothing different in your life, nothing will change, right? If nothing changes, nothing changes. But when we have the courage to start showing up differently, behaving differently, making different choices, and being okay with the discomfort, things start to change. I've had clients this week that have had to let go of team members. Very uncomfortable. If you've ever had to let someone go in your organization, even if you remember a breakup where you really like liked the guy, he was amazing, but he just, you know, eh, he wasn't the right guy. These things are hard, but staying in the discomfort, we change things. The more you're willing to lean into that, the more your life will grow and blossom. It might be the courage to have a conversation that you've never had in the past. It might be um, speaking up when you've never spoken up. It might be the simple discomfort of leaving the dishes in the sink and going and sitting and reading a book and taking care of yourself because 
you're no longer available to put yourself at the bottom of your to-do list. This is uncomfortable stuff. Doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's uncomfortable. So we have to look at the behaviors that we're caught in that are keeping us comfortable. What kept me comfortable? Not speaking up, not being on video, not being willing to, to leap at bigger opportunities to serve more people. Right? And I had to ask myself the question what's more important here, Lisa? Staying comfortable or helping the people that are going to be on the call? What's more important, your ego, your stuff, your fear, or the people you're here to serve? Right? You can ask yourself this question what's more important to you? Doing all the dishes, doing all the laundry, taking care of everybody else, or making sure that you are taking care of you so that you can have a life of joy and fulfillment where you actually get to feel good about yourself, where you're not living in resentment and anger and frustration. So when I first started this work, I lived by the George Costanza rule. What? Let me tell you. So if you've ever watched Seinfeld, there's an episode where George decided that every decision he made was basically taking him further away from what he wanted. So he decided he was no longer going to make decisions as George. Whatever George wanted to do, he was going to do the opposite. So if George would never talk to the beautiful woman up at the counter ordering coffee, he was going to go talk to her. If George would never ask the boss for a raise, he was going to go ask for a raise. If George would never speak up or speak his mind, he was going to do it. So I lived my life for that first year when I was unpacking these beliefs that I was operating from, when I was letting go of these behaviors that weren't serving me. I lived by my George Costanza rule. I did the opposite of what I wanted to do. If I didn't want to have that conversation with my business colleague, I had it, even if I cried afterwards, even if I felt like I wanted to throw up, right? I did the opposite. I stood up for myself. I started to have a voice. You know, when I felt like I should be pushing through, I pulled back. When I felt like I should do something, I reminded myself I had choice. I don't always have to push. I don't always have to do more. I worked on my self-acceptance and my self-esteem. So instead of entertaining my inner critic, I started to shut him down. I started to say things to myself like, I'm successful. And people need to hear my voice right? Call them positive affirmations or whatever you want. But I made a commitment to myself to be as uncomfortable as I possibly could so that I could release the things that were stopping me from having the amazing life that I knew was possible for me. And I want to challenge you, my dear listener, to do the same because this really is the work. It's how willing are you, how willing are you to be in the discomfort, to make being uncomfortable comfortable, to create something new that feels like, you know, you're putting on a new pair of shoes that just doesn't quite fit right until they become so comfortable that when you go to get the next pair of shoes, 
you know, and so on and so on, right? I want the dis, I want the uncomfortable things to become comfortable. And as your beliefs fall away and that discomfort, we call it disintegration anxiety because the part of ourselves that's fighting to keep us small and fighting for us to hold on to those old beliefs is going to show up and we have to stand firm in what it is we want. So I did the coaching call. I think there was, I don't know, 273 people. I impacted a lot of people. I trusted myself. I trusted my intuition. I did what I did. I did what I do. And, you know, it wasn't the call that I was proud of because that truly is the work that I do every single day. What I was proud of and what I celebrated is that I did not let that little part of me win. I didn't let her, you know, rile me up and get me into a tailspin and all in my emotions and freaking out and feeling insecure and feeling not good enough. I was able to just say, I acknowledge you. We're good. I've got this. That was the win. That was the win. And that's what's possible for you listening. So if you find yourself unhappy, not feeling super fulfilled, doing lots of things, life feeling hard and heavy, and you're ready to create your own transformation, and you know you need support with staying in the discomfort, then reach out, hop on my schedule. I don't have very many openings left in my one-to-one calendar going into 2020, and I will be booked out. So if it's something that you are considering working with me, I want you to head over to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WWM, hop on my calendar, do a single session with me. Let's see what comes up and I'll take it from there, right? You might get exactly what you need on that call to go off on your merry way and do things differently in your life. Or you may decide after that call that you really want to go deeper and that there's more work here for you. So I don't invite everybody to work with me after those one-to-one calls, but maybe you're going to be that person that I do. So run over, run, (laughs) head over there when you're finished listening to this podcast before you do anything else. Take a read through the page, see if it resonates with you and get on my get on my calendar because you don't have to stay where you are. You don't have to feel the way you're feeling and you don't have to wait until something blows up in your life before you take responsibility for how you're feeling and what you want. Transformation is available to us at any moment. And where are you going to be in another six months from now if you don't start Right? Seven and a half years sounds like a long time for me to be stepping into this big container. And some of you are going to learn faster than me. Everybody's got their own journey, so there's no judgment. But my God, I'm glad I started. You know, because my life is so different now. That's the thing. We put off things, but time, you know, time is going by. If you want to feel better, Stop wasting your life not feeling great and take action. It's great to come on the podcast, be inspired. But I want to move you. 
I want to move you into taking action because I know what's possible because I've walked this path myself and I've created, I've watched my clients because I haven't created their transformation. My clients create their own transformation. I just hold space for it. I have watched the most phenomenal things transpire for my clients. And I can't wait to be sharing those with you in future episodes. So stay tuned for that. So have a beautiful Monday. As you're listening to this, I'm going to be sitting in San Diego, enjoying a little bit of warm on my face, some sun on my shoulders, surrounded by the company of those phenomenal women. And uh, hopefully I will be keeping my hands out of the candy jar because I got big goals. I got big goals. So talk about being in the discomfort, being surrounded by bakers and not indulging in the treats and desserts that I am certain will be on display. So stay tuned and I will fill you in on the next episode. Until then, take good care of you. Remember, you have to decide that you matter most in your life. And that doesn't mean poo-pooing on the people you love. It's just a commitment to put you first because we can't give from an empty cup. So fill your cup up, know what you need to feel good and go after that life you want. Until next episode, I'll talk to you soon. Can just 60 minutes transform your life? It seems rather remarkable that you could sit down with me for an hour and experience such a radical shift in perspective, your life won't quite be the same again, but in the best way possible. The fact that you're listening to the podcast means you're probably like most of my clients, you're smart, ambitious, and juggling a million responsibilities. You may or may not have already realized that you should be making yourself a priority, but let's be honest, you aren't. Instead, you're swirling about in your monkey mind, trying to multitask the pieces of your life while waiting for everyone else to get their shit together so you can feel better, slow down and relax. Am I right or am I right? In fact, you probably already know what you should be doing. Whether it's to get healthy, take better care of yourself, grow your business, make more money, be a better mom, wife, friend, you know what you should do. In fact, you're buried in shoulds and you're frustrated because if you're like most of my high achieving clients, you actually believe you should be able to make it all happen. You've noticed you're great at taking action, but seem to lack the willpower to stay the course. You've also noticed that when times get tough or circumstances get difficult, you default into poor habits and taking care of yourself becomes an afterthought. You've tried the strategies, diets, plans, programs, courses, read all the self-help books and have worked so damn hard. So why aren't you there yet? Imagine being healthy, wealthy, rested, fulfilled, stress-free, and loving your life, business, and body. I want you to know that it is possible to slow down, find more ease in your life, take better care of your health, and still be a high-achieving, ambitious go-getter. But this shift doesn't have to be a struggle, and it doesn't mean sacrificing your family, business, or other priorities. It just requires that you matter more to yourself. Sooner or later, most people realize they need 
support to change. And the sooner you get support, the quicker you'll be rewarded with amazing results. If you've been tuning into the Full Frontal Living podcast regularly, you must be resonating with what I'm sharing. You may have been kicking around the idea of working with me for a little while now. Maybe you've even started to fill out the application more than once. Choosing to work with me is choosing to invest in yourself and transform your life. But no more excuses, no more putting it off, no more compromising. But if you're feeling resistance, I'm curious to know just how much more exhaustion, poor health, struggle, and lackluster results you are willing to endure. If you are ready for a master coach who will lovingly call you on your bullshit and challenge you to step into radical self-love, emotional resiliency, and self-worth, let's get started. Before you do anything else, head over to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WWM. Fill out the application, complete it, and book your 60-minute session with me. And let's transform where you are now and get you to where you want to be.